Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Add a one, add a two, add a one, two, podcast. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where the winner will be sent a Tupperware of risotto that I just made for lunch. I'm Joel, a man who puts the recess in inevitable economic recession, and across from me is John Harris, a man shocked into silence by the revelation that I have spent my Sunday making a risotto. John, how are you? That's a shocked into silence joke there. Uh, confession, I didn't. Uh, my girlfriend made the risotto, but every two or three minutes I said, that smells great. Wow. And then I ate it. Yeah. That's good. Which helps. But, that yeah. does help. Yeah, I think I'm a bit of a backseat cook. I'll be very much like, oh, so is this how you do that salad? Okay. Uh, you're you're probably a better person to have around when cooking, if you're just going, excellent. Yeah, that's kind of my approach. Fantastic. Food. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i think my biggest foible in the kitchen is uh, impatience i always eat things too quick so if something's in the oven for like 18 minutes you know let's say you're putting a fish finger in the oven right and it says 12 to 14 minutes really it needs to be in there for about 16 minutes doesn't it you saying that is that yeah i think generally like because unless you're a big oven preheater but i don't think who actually does that oh so you're putting it in cold yeah no one preheats the oven really do they not when they're making like a not when you're making like a fish finger. Mm. Don't tell me you think, oh, I'm gonna have a fish finger in a bit, I better get the oven going. Anyway, uh, so I'm always eat, I'm always eating things raw. <laughs> I thought your impatience would end I thought this story, this anecdote was gonna end with you constantly burning your mouth because you don't have the patience to let you know, let something sit for a minute after you've taken it out of the oven. No, I take it out too quickly. You're a fool, Joel. You're a fool. I know. I know. Uh, let's get some films in. What about this one from Cassian? Invisible Man on a Wire. Which how how would you know the wire just bends a little bit? <laughs> well, this is it. It's simultaneously one of the most impressive and super underwhelming things ever <laughs> done. Really, it's just yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. It's just a... I, I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Visible Man on an invisible wire. Hey, why didn't they use the technology on the wire rather than the man? <laughs> that would be much more impressive. It'd be like that bit in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he walks out across the bridge. Maybe we should do that. Maybe Cassian, we're going to do Visible Man on an Invisible Wire, <laughs> which isn't a pun, so we've kind of undone everything you said. What about this one from friend of the show, Disney Us? 
Mickey, Minnie, Goofy and Donald all deal with their horrifying doppelgangers. Oh, that's sad. But I don't mind it. I'm trying to think about the film. Uh, so all the Disney guys, they're going on holiday. Yep. To some sort of... Well, they're going to Disneyland, right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Where do they, no, no, that's too much of a busman's holiday. Yeah, they Where do they go on holiday? Universal? Yeah, Universal Studios. <laughs> and while they're there, yeah, horrifying versions of themselves. Have you seen us? Yeah. Maybe it's some sort of weird plot where, you know, like Universal have made their own version because they basically want that Disney money. And so they've made legally different enough versions of all the characters so that they wouldn't get sued by Disney, but similar enough that we all know what's happening. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Dicky. I like it. Dick, Dicky Mouse. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> He's just a rat. Dicky rat. <laughs> Dicky rat. Dinny rat. Spoofy. Spoofy the hog. He's a pig. Uh, <laughs> With great big teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Neptune the dog. Very good. Um, yeah, and they you. they get into some sort of fight and beef and there's some wonderful visuals and there's an un- a subterranean world, but we won't spoil too much of that film. Well, it's quite nice to imagine a beloved childhood character sort of causing real horror and violence. Well, I, I remember this is probably, I mean, God knows, this is probably a hundred episodes ago at this rate, but we've definitely, you came up with the idea of the the creepiest live action remake would be a Mickey Mouse remake. So maybe that's oh, what yeah. it is. Maybe it's cartoon. Because what is it? What is Mickey Mouse? Well, he's a ma- he's a mouse. He's not though, is he? Oh, yeah, have you ever seen a mouse? He's like a humanoid mouse. Yes, it's horrid. And- when you actually think about him, when you actually stop and think about Mickey Mouse, he's grotesque. Classic Mickey Mouse. What is he wearing? Is he just wearing like dungarees? Yeah, a little red dungarees. So he's just wearing bottoms, kind of. But they go up to the top, I guess. And then Donald's just uh, wearing a top. And he's got those big yellow shoes and the gloves. He's strange mate, outfit. If you have a good, if you have a, if you have a good look at him, he is actually quite. It's quite terrifying. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I yeah. You, obviously, you wouldn't want to see that. That would be absolutely terrifying. It's a bit like really speak like really when you think about it. Ronald McDonald is also terrifying. Yeah, but that's just a clown thing, right? Yeah, maybe. Also, real-life Donald Duck, does that mean he's got uh, one of those weird corkscrew penises that ducks have? Do ducks have that? I think ducks have a corkscrew penis. I know pigs do. No, that's their tail. <laughs> Hang on. No, I think they the have back? a curly penis is that as their well. tail? <laughs> wow, it's all curls. Everything's curly. For- curls in the front, curls in the back. All, all pig accessories are curly. Oh. Ducks are also really into sexual assault. Yeah, and like, uh, what's the one where you shag a dead person? Necrophilia. Yeah, they love necrophilia, they love gangbanging. The mallard is like the, oh, it's a dirty bastard, that mallard. Oh, jeez. So anyway, imagine Disney characters engaging in that sort of behaviour. Uh, I've actually got another one here from Dapper that we can move on to quickly because it's kind of a similar vibe, which is... Uh, what? Velma and Louise. Scooby-Doo and the gang have a weekend of mayhem resulting in mass suicide. <laughs> and I do think Scooby Doo okay. is begging for a gritty remake. Yeah, wasn't it weird when recently there were all those Shaggy memes on the internet? Do you remember what? Like Shaggy from the Scooby Doo films is like the most powerful being on earth. Do you not remember this? <laughs> no. All Explain. the memes were like he ha- he has like uncontrollable power, <laughs> and you can't sort of get near him or touch him or yeah, it's really weird. But it was the guy is whoever is the human version of Shaggy in those films. What because he can do stuff like I assume like run run on air and stuff like that, like cartoon things. 
Make super sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> no, I think the idea was that the actor is possessed by the soul of Shaggy during the filming of the live action remake. What? It's a pretty good bit of the internet. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. I, do you know what? Because I don't know about this. Um, I'm so intrigued. I will do. I will look into it, and then in the description of this episode, we'll link to an article or the Know Your Meme page about it or something. So if you don't know as well, you can find out. That sounds incredible. Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Yeah, it's um, it's a good corner of the internet. That feels pretty wholesome. That's better than the rest of the Scooby-Doo lot because they just get turned into horrible sex objects when they're... T- not, not, not Scooby, sorry, the, the women. <laughs> Which is a shame because no... he is a snack. <laughs> he loves a snack. <laughs> yeah, and then they r- drive off a cliff at the end, I guess. In, in the, the mystery, mystery machine. machine. Oh, that's, that's a shame. That would be good. I would watch that. Because they, they, the, the Scooby-Doo gang feel like they could definitely be in a more like realistic kind of gritty caper. They're, they're, they're kind of like, you've got your horror movie character tropes, which is, I guess is where Scooby-Doo comes from. Do many horror films then explain that it was just people wearing masks and stuff? I feel like that should be done more. Yeah, they do, don't they? I'm trying to get more into horror films. And the other day I watched Ghost Stories. Oh, scary, isn't it? Really scary. I was yeah. I wasn't I've, I wasn't over the moon with the explanation at the end. What's the explanation at the end? Spoiler alert. It, it was that he let someone die when he was a child, and so he was essentially experiencing loads of like oh, trauma yeah. from it. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember that. I do remember the ending being quite disappointing, but the stories themselves. It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. I find of all genres horror especially ambitious horror stories they never know what to do in the final third of those films more on that later okay loads of horror films are much less scary the second the thing is revealed like the second you see the yeah. monster oh you're like oh okay that's fine and with all with um ghost story actually there's three stories they tell and every time i was there like terrified being like okay but as soon as they show me the monster i'll be able to relax again but do you also find yourself watching one and you'll think, this is quite a good idea. And then they w- just won't know what to do with that idea they've had. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big horror fan, you know. If if you want, if mm. you want horror insight, me and Joel are the last two people you should be going to. So, Yeah, it's very true. Have you got any film um, ideas, Joel? I, well, I've got a special section of the show this week because I put some feelers out for film suggestions and I got six on the same theme. What? I know. Very exciting. So I thought you'd put some appropriate music here. Great. <laughs> and we're going to head over to Tiger King Corner. Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> There's the music. That was really nice music, John. Thank you very much. The Scorpion Tiger King. Yep. Somehow The Rock runs some sort of illegal zoo, but he's the Scorpion King. Oh, so he's 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 still a scorpion. Uh, no, maybe he's actually one of the creatures at Joe Exotic Zoo. That Joe Exotic work. gets Joe, Joe Exotic gets a new shipment from Egypt. He's like, oh, really excited about these things. And um, one of the things is Dwayne the Rock Johnson with the body of a scorpion. And terrible CGI, like that, like two thousand and eight, awful CGI. Yeah, I, well, it's on a Joe Exotic budget, so it'd be really bad. <laughs> yeah, I like that one a lot. Is Joe uh, the Rock's the hero of the piece? I assume he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna start some sort of liberation of the zoo from within yeah absolutely yeah i, I think he takes on he takes on joe in like a final showdown yeah next the return of the tiger king <laughs> joe exotic in lord of the rings 
I don't know how that works. I mean, the amount of people he marries, he'd need about 20 power rings. So, I mean, he does kind of go with the run at one point. Is Joe? I don't think Joe is the one who's trusted with the ring. I think if you gave the ring to Joe, he would immediately abuse <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, those films are built around how, how corrupting it is. I've, never is there a man who would just slip on that <laughs> ring straight away. Absolutely no question. <laughs> he would not think twice. Uh, Tiger King Kong. I don't know. Maybe he's big. <laughs> is, Joe exotic a, is he a hundred feet tall? <laughs> uh, but again, crouching, ti- crouching tiger king, hidden dragon. <laughs> I think Tiger King Kong again. You've got it. It's it's the sequel to Scorpion King Kong, and Joe manages to get a shipment of an enormous. He gets King gorilla. Kong. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, and he has to look after. Yeah, his zoo now has King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, what uh, was the next one? Crouching Tiger King, hidden dragon. <laughs> Uh, it's such a it's such a punnable thing, the Tiger King. Who knew? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But that's not there's no pun there, is there? Well, it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, isn't it? Oh, t- yeah. Sorry, thank you. Right, Crouching Tiger King, <laughs> Hidden Dragon. So incredibly beautiful martial arts, but Joe performed Exotic. by Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> they just like recreate the film, and they just it, they just impose Joe Exotic on top of one of the characters. There's not en- there aren't enough mullets in martial arts, and I've always said that. Uh, there must have been a couple fi- of m- mullets in the Karate Kid, surely. Tweet us, <laughs> Dream Factory Podcast, if you know of any mullets in martial arts. Uh, and finally, the Tiger King speech. <laughs> well, which he, is my favourite one. He did try and go into politics, which I know is exactly, the... exactly. So he gets coached by I don't know who, and he actually has a, suc- a successful bid at presidency. Have you watched the series? Imagine if you hadn't after this. <laughs> this section yeah i mean i think it's safe to assume everyone who's li- tweet us if you've listened you're listening to this episode and haven't seen the tiger king because i would be fascinated it seems like everyone's watched it it's the best it's so good so yeah okay so successful presidential run i mean i just, I just... he wins an oscar oh wait so it's a film about his so it's not a documentary ah no that's a good one so yeah it's it is a documentary yeah, I think about he... him winning an Oscar for a self-funded film. No, I don't know. I'm very confused now. I think he is going. I, I, I think it's not too far-fetched to believe that he will be not president, but a governor of a state or something. Twenty twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. What about this one from wonderful comedian Beck Hill? Bowling for Amanda Bynes. <laughs> Inappropriate, I'd say. Uh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, I mean, no, it's Amanda pun- Bynes. Amanda Bynes is down on her luck. She's gone bankrupt, and we hold a charity bowlathon to raise some money for her. <laughs> right, fine. And we've just—I don't actually know what bowling for means. Uh, is it? A th- yeah, you're right. Because obviously, it's punning it's bowling on the film. for soup. What, what is bowling for? But it's punning on bowling for Columbine, which is a yeah. Bowl- I know, I know. But okay, what, what does bowling for mean? I don't know. I'm googling it. Bowling for saying. Bowling for sayings for shirts. It's trying to get me to suggest. If you're bowling for something, what does that mean? I don't know, but I've just seen a t-shirt that says, spare me the bowling jokes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, tweet us if you know what the bowling thing is. Because, yeah, I like the idea that it's a charity thing for for Amanda Bynes to to get her a few quid because she's um, down and out and I like... And we've just accidentally called it that. Maybe the makers of the film didn't realise they were accidentally punning on a documentary about a high school massacre. 
And they just, oh, 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 wow. That's that's inappropriate. Or it's like a Nickelodeon comedy for kids about bowling starring Amanda Bynes. Either way, I'm there. I bought Disney Plus for a reason. (laughs) So what about another one from me? This one's from Josh. Match me if you can. A man has multiple Tinder personalities to try and escape the girl who's stalking him. Wouldn't you just delete the app? That's what he does at the end, Joel. You've you've saved us 90 minutes. Okay, so he creates multiple personalities. Match me if you can. Because he's on the run. But he still wants to date. He still wants to be in the dating game. I think that I like the title and I like the, you know, the the idea of dating apps and catch me if you can. I think that's cool. Um, I don't like, it feels, I don't like the idea of the woman stalking the man. It doesn't really work in this. The dynamic isn't the same as it is in catch me if you can. And I think the way that we can solve this is he's like a, he has multiple Tinder pers- uh, accounts because he's like a serial womanizer. And so the woman is following him to basically mm-hmm. out him as a bad person. And that way we're nice. on her side. I'm into that. Uh, what about this one from Jake? Uncut germs. Adam Sandler is dealing with biological weapons in China. Yeah, it's good. He seems like quite a he's quite an, he's quite a paranoid kind of guy in that film. So he would, I think, he would keep his hands clean. Uncut gems seems to be. You say Tiger King is super punnable. I think Uncut Gems is also super punnable. We're getting lots of Uncut Gems ones, and yeah, I think trading in biological weapons is that a thing that happens? Probably, but I don't think. Cool- Where? Yeah, I don't think cool people come to weird sh- stores in New York to buy biological weapons. But he in the in the film he's always looking for a bigger and bigger gamble, right? So maybe he, the inevitable endpoint is trading biological weapons. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What about this one from Lizzie? Lockdown, stockpiling, and two smoking barrels. A big Guy Ritchie film, but it happens I... within, within four walls. Exactly. Well, exactly. I think, you know, Guy Ritchie doing the, the lockdown could be fun. We're both in London. I could imagine it happening yeah. next door. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Um, what's the, what are the staples of a Guy Ritchie film? Some geezers? There's geezers. There's normally... So the geez- oh, what, you know what it is. Um, there were a load of geezers plotting against each other. Yeah. They were all involved in the same heist, but they all had a way that they were going to be the ones that made off with all the cash at the end. They were going to double cross each other. Yeah. And they're in a flat and then they got put on lockdown. And they're all in there together scheming. Yes, very nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they've all been, all the geezers, like t- Tommy Two what, Fingers. What really, what, exactly. What Jimmy I really the like sleaze. about them. What I really like about them is that um, they're willing to break the law, sure, for a massive heist, but they will not <laughs> um, disobey government guidelines over leaving the house. They're willing to break the law, but they will not disobey government guidelines is the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> They love Boris too much. They love Boris too much. Their daily exercise is running from the law. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Who do you feel, like, realistically, surely we're going to get at least a couple of pandemic films after this is over, which I cannot be bothered Mm. to watch. I I don't think Guy Ritchie will be throwing his hat in, but who do you think will do one? Do you think anyone will do a good one? Uh, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to do a really epic musical sexy number. Very nice. Mm. Or who else will do one? The obvious one, I think, is Adam McKay, you know, who did like the big short and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing like a comedy about how badly all the governments dealt with it. What about your friend of mine, Zack Snyder? <laughs> yeah. Just Or the other guy, McGee? <laughs> So, I can't believe that there's a man out there that exists that makes film that is trusted with tens of millions of dollars and his name is Muck G. Not it, enough people talk about that. It is odd. Yeah. And th- I don't think they're ever particularly great, but I think they always do okay. So they just keep... Yep. Keep. Keep, Muck G keeps, keeps getting given money. Reliable Muck G, you know? Do you want to hear Muck G's director credits? Yes, please. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Full Throttle. We are Marshall. Don't know what that is. Terminator Salvation. This means war. Three days to kill. The Babysitter. Rim of the World. And The Babysitter 2. He was given like a three movie deal by Netflix. Rim of the World. Rim. I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, what did you like about it? One man. One world. And he rimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wonder what McGee thinks when he looks back on his career. Terminator Salvation isn't bad, I think. Right? That, that that's, one's one okay. Christ, that's the one where Christian Bale went mad on set, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like this. That was actually in my in my Zoom quiz last night. <laughs> Very exciting. Mm. So I the Zack Snyder one, is it a tale of what the governments and the hospitals did? Or is it like a like a flat based drama? I think it's he as as Zack Snyder is wont to do, just woefully misjudges it and it's just like sexy nurses yeah sexy nurses all the men are like unbelievably ripped like yeah yeah fucking enormous bursting out of their of their scrubs (laughs) i would but you know what you'd watch it would you would you pop that on before or after rim of the world (laughs) 
Hey, John, should we move on to our own ideas? Yes, please, quickly. So mine's a little bit different this week because I watched a film last night well and I I could not believe it existed and it felt so much like something, some bullshit we would suggest in here, right? Last night it was the number one film on Netflix in the UK and it's a film from 2017 called Time Trap, right? Number one on Netflix? And it was number one on Netflix. These kids go into a cave and as they go into the cave... In the cave, it's like the fountain of the youth and time stands still. But when they're in the cave, outside, years pass by like in a second. So when they come out of the cave, it's like 5,000 years in the future. Okay, It's absolutely mental. <laughs> it is so rubbish. It was the number one film in the UK. If you, if you go on Twitter, there's just lots of people complaining that this is number one on Netflix. But I don't know how, how it's happened. Because it's not like a major film and it's three years old. It's not a Netflix film. They've obviously only just recently added it to their catalogue. Time it was cave. Un- <laughs> the big time cave. It was unbelievable. I'm going to give some spoilers here. So if you're planning on watching Time Trap tonight, firstly, don't. But if you do, turn your radio down now. Uh, so they go in the cave and they figure out slowly that time's advancing much quicker than normal, right? Are you watching the trailer for it? No, no, no. It stars the third Wilson brother. There's a third Wilson brother. <laughs> well, that's what I found out last night. What the hell? Yeah, I know. It stars um, uh, Andrew Wilson. And and it's def- he's definitely, it's not just someone who has that surname. It is one of the Wilsons. Yeah, he's, one of the, he's the third Wilson. Anyway, they're in a cave. And in the end, these really weird futuristic aliens rescue them. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. Oh, man. Well, uh, so don't recommend or do recommend. I don't know, actually. I'd like I'd like to talk to people about it. You made it to the Go end, on. which is impressive. Yeah, I've just got a lot of time on my hands, mate. <laughs> Should we do my one? Yes. This one is called Hide and Tim Peak. Do you remember that tag film? Yeah. It's like that, but with Hide and Seek, and one of them is on the International Space Station. <laughs> so, I guess, if you're not it, the International Space Station is the best place to be. Yeah. But if you are it, nightmare. <laughs> isn't it uh well yeah. i was thinking when i was thinking about it they all could be on the international space station okay nice so it's a comedy yeah. caper where they're all just zero gravity catch well it's hide and seek it's not tag so they're hiding and oh yeah of course of there's course. some hilarious bits where one of them accidentally goes on an escape pod it hides it hits the button and flies <laughs> that off. is hilarious Stuff that is like hilarious that. <laughs> um before we actually go to the end joe we have to save this one to the end because uh, it will inevitably be the winner. And I haven't told you this, but we've had a submission from Muscles Tom. Oh, no way. So um, He's back. Muscles Tom is back. One, how, Tom, how's the muscle business during lockdown? Well, I've, I've not read. So he's he's he sent another one of his classic essays. Would you like, John, would you like to explain for any new listeners? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Muscles Tom uh, is called Muscles Tom because he works on a muscle farm, not because yes, he's ripped. Yeah, baby. Well, he could be ripped. Well, we, just, we, don't we don't know. know. We don't know. He's hauling muscles in every day. Uh, and back in the old days, he would send in a, an idea once a month, I'd say. And they were yeah. short novels and they were generally about haunted furniture. And they were the highlight of my life. Muscles Tom <laughs> is a visionary. <laughs> so I haven't read this at all. So apologies in advance if I stumble over some of this. Hey, guys. Oh, it's good to be back. I know you're all, ne- <laughs> you're all desperate to know what I've been up to. So let me fill you in. 
when we heard you were finishing the podcast, the entire fan community was in dismay. <laughs> All seven of us were absolutely gutted. <laughs> generous. That's generous. <laughs> and Tuesday evening, sitting in the bathtub alone eating ice cream just won't be the same anymore. After several minutes, the rest of the world moved on. But I'm afraid the recovery process was a much sadder affair. Sorry, my recovery process was a much sadder affair. Upon hearing the news that the Dream Factory podcast would be no more, I did what any normal-minded person would do and buried myself for all et- <laughs> and buried myself alive for all eternity. Fair enough. Day one underground in my beautifully crafted handmade coffin wasn't so much fun. There was very little to do, and I started to wonder after just a few minutes if I'd made a terrible mistake. With only my mind for company, I was coming up with exceptional movie ideas, one after the other, ideas that Hollywood and Steven Spielberg alike would have been proud of. But unfortunately, I had forgotten to bring a pen and paper, so couldn't write anything down. My request to remain beneath the earth until the end of time failed just after 30 minutes. As I'd remembered, I'd left the heating on in the house, so I opened the coffin and went back home. That evening, after having some beans on toast and watching Coronation Street, life began to settle back to normal. After I put my cat to bed and fed the goldfish, it suddenly hit me. Just as Moses saw the burning bush, I too had a vision. A vision so powerful, so meaningful, it had to be shared with the world. And here it is. (laughs) I call this ridiculous little tale, The Chair. (laughs) (laughs) One fine day, this ordinary guy, Richard Bartholomew, was browsing through his favourite second-hand goods shop for a bargain of a lifetime. Still buzzing from the second-hand cheese grater he'd snapped up last week for a mere 50 pence, he was determined to do better this week. After several hours of searching, he decided to take a little break and saw a dusty old wooden chair in the corner as the perfect place to rest his weary eyes. But just as he was about to sit down, the shopkeeper cried, Stop! The shopkeeper continued, My good man, you mustn't sit on that chair, for it is said to be cursed. (laughs) Cursed, Richard said. Yes, that's right, said the shopkeeper. Legend has it that all those who sit on the chair never get up again to tell the tale, but instead remain there forever and rot away a horrible, gruesome and lonely death. I'll give you £3.50. Sold. (laughs) Thank you very much. See you again next week. Chuffed with his purchase, Richard raced back home to sit on his new chair. Everything was going well for the first five minutes, but then he realised he couldn't get back up. Starting to panic, he rattled and swayed in the chair with all his might, but still could not get up. He looked down at his hands and feet and realised that they were beginning to rot away. He turned to his left and right and saw hundreds of rows of the same chair, each one with a decaying corpse, a trapped soul of all those who'd sat on the chair in the past. With that realisation sinking in, that he would be stuck here, wasting away forever in the chair, he began to ponder. He was gutted that the chair... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was, imagine thinking that to yourself imagine seeing a hundred souls of people in the chair thinking oh i'm gutted uh, uh he was gutted that the chair he had bought was not a bargain <laughs> but actually a complete waste of money it wasn't even comfy to sit in <laughs> the end alternative ending we've got we've got oh, an thank alter- god thank god <laughs> is this I, I assume this is like on the dvd version After many years, the house he was in gets demolished and as the builders are sorting through the rubble, one of them stumbles across the chair still intact. Thinking he's quids in, he takes the chair to a second-hand shop to sell for well over a fiver. As the shopkeeper places the chair back in the corner of the shop this time, he comes up with a brilliant idea to stop these tragic events from ever happening again. Later on, you see a customer come in, looking around, and on the chair he sees a sign that says, Not for sale. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought he was going to say he puts a cushion on it. <laughs> End. Okay, guys. Well, there you go. Just a little short story to keep you going. Hope your friends and your families are safe and well during these difficult times. With all my heart and soul, take care. Muscles Tom. P.S. Love you, Muscles Tom. P.S. My cat name is Tiddles and my goldfish is called Bender. I mean, to be fair, we probably at one point in the past said, tell us your pet's names. <laughs> like, <laughs> out of context, I have no uh, idea what that means, but that's almost certainly something you've requested. It's good to know. It's good to know. Uh, oh, it's so good to hear from Muscles Tom. He's uh, the best. Thanks, Muscles Tom. Tell us about how Muscles are doing and uh, bring us some more I need to know, furniture. Yeah. Please. Please. Uh, Muscles Tom, you're a winner. Everyone, see you after the music. Hey, John. Hello, mate. If people like this podcast, I'd like them to subscribe to it and review it five stars. What are you drinking? Just a cup of tea. Decaf, though. Decaf tea? Oh, yeah. I've been is, a... there, is there much caff in tea? Yeah. I'm a fully decaf boy now. I've been, I've been that way for, for months. It's very hmm. dull. Um, we've got a couple of um, bits of actual, from correspondence from people that we need to get into. So one you okay. sent me the other day, Joel. I've got it. I've got it written here. If you want me to read it, or you can. Yes, please. So, Pretty exciting stuff. Listening to the latest Dream Factory right now, I had a one-pound Smarty Easter egg that has Smarties in the middle of the egg, and they're not in a packet. That's from friend of the show Ben. Extraordinary revelation that. Yeah. So the, I didn't think they existed anymore. But you can the quid Easter eggs, and I think that's because the quid Easter eggs don't come with any chocolate bars. Mm. So what Smarties have done is you still get your little Smarty hit. It's inside the egg. Because, like, but the, I just, what I worry about is like temperatures. Mm, How yeah. easy. Because it's chocolate. It's basically chocolate on chocolate there. Yeah. You don't want to open that up to find. But then it, they never get that hot that the egg itself melts, I guess. Such a good point. That is such a good point. The, the really little ones. You could get really little Smarties eggs things with the eggs inside. But I was talking like in a square box. And this one pound one is what. So um, yeah. we need to take everything we've said back about eggs. It's not health and safety gone mad. Everything's fine. Move on with that. Go out there. You can probably still find them in the corner of a supermarket. Uh, and this one comes from Josh. Uh, he's really pulled us up on um, a failing that we that we had last week. I can't believe uh, neither of you pitched the title as Turd Box when you were talking about the monster who farts. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. I mean, hold my ha- hold my hands up, Josh. Why don't you come and host the show, mate? <laughs> how's How's everything going with you? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, cool see you later. <laughs> uh yeah, it's fine. It's plowing on. How about you? Yeah, all right. Um I had my first interaction with a person who isn't my partner in real life earlier today. Um, wow. Well, who was it? So I was taking the bins out and a lady runs over to me t- like like she needs help and so I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, but I'm trying to keep far away from her, but I'm like, uh, you know, "Hey." Uh and she's yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like pointing at her phone and she goes she goes uh, do you know how to save TikTok videos? <laughs> and you don't, I assume. No. <laughs> Why are you costing people on the street in this? Uh, read the room. No, was it a good one, though? <laughs> yeah, I took a phone straight out of her hand, started saving it. I had a look. <laughs> suggested some people she should follow. John, do you remember how ahead of the curve I was with TikTok? You were, mate. You were TikToking. You were going to be the first TikTok I, millionaire. Uh, I was TikTok. I was TikToking. About 18 months ago, maybe more, uh, I was going to be the first TikTok millionaire. But the problem is, I 
I never put anything on there or made any effort to do it, but I was aware of it. You had one TikTok and it was me sat there and you went, hey, we're TikToking. And that didn't generate me a million quid. Not far off, <laughs> but not quite a million quid. No. Maybe every two years I'll post a video of you on TikTok. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I'm going to stay inside and keep away from people and bins. No, you love hanging out in the bins. That's your thing. Yeah, fine. That was it. You know, like <sighs> one bit of exercise a day. I was like, no, I'll have my 10 minutes sat in a bin. <laughs> I don't see anything in that on the government guidelines. <laughs> hey, three more weeks of this. So minimum three more shows. Uh, yeah. Lucky boys. Tiger King. Tiger King. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener